Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 11, verses 45 through 57. This is the fallout of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, which is what we've covered in the previous four devotions. Before we jump into the text, I want to thank the family leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thanks to the family leader for their support. Verse 45. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had had seen what he did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Now, if we stop right there, I want to touch on an idea that we've already talked about. In fact, we covered it in episode 800. That was in John 2, verses 23 through 25. Here in today's text, John 11, he writes that people who saw the resurrection of Lazarus believed in him. But I would argue that we don't know if this is saving belief, whereby they receive Christ's righteousness, receive the penalty that he's going to pay on the cross shortly. Mark paid for them. If this is the kind of belief and faith that guarantees a person a place in heaven, or if this is just the kind of belief that comes with somebody who's amazed by a miracle worker because of the things that they've seen him do, but it's not saving belief. If this is all new to you, you should go back and listen to episode 800, where Jesus seems to make a distinction between people who believe in his name because they see signs that he's doing and people who believe in him savingly. Of course, we want to be in the group of those who receive him, who confess with our mouth that he is Lord, who believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. Continuing in verse 47, after some of the people went and told the Pharisees what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, what are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. Here the Pharisees are concerned about a couple things. One is losing their position of high status on the Jewish ruling council, the leaders of the Jewish people, and two, is losing their nation altogether. Of course, they're living under the Roman Empire. To this point, Rome respects them enough to give them some latitude or jurisdiction to operate the way that they want to operate according to their religious customs. But they're saying, if we don't stop this guy, we're going to lose our status and our nation. Verse 49, but one of them, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people not that the whole nation should perish. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day, they made plans to put him to death. A couple things in this portion of the text. Number one, John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says that Caiaphas didn't say this of his own accord, and he certainly didn't know the significance of what he was saying. In simple terms that Caiaphas could probably understand, He's saying it's better for us to kill this guy, Jesus, than for our entire nation to go down because of this guy. But Caiaphas didn't know the significance of what he meant in a theological or an historical sense. In fact, from the beginning of time, from before the Jewish people were even Jewish people, it was determined that Jesus would come and die for the sons and daughters of Abraham, that is, Israel, to reconcile these people. And when I say these people, I mean anyone who would put their faith and trust in Christ, whether they're actually 
Jewish by birth or not. We've talked about that before. By faith, we get grafted into the family of God. People from every tribe, tongue, and nation, including you, if you're like me, who don't have any Jewish blood running through our veins. Jesus did, in fact, die for a nation, but not in the way Caiaphas is thinking. Something else that's interesting in this text. The Jewish leaders, in their fallen human wisdom, are trying to figure out a way to save the nation by killing this one man, Jesus, who is doing some wild miracles and making some audacious claims about being from God, or even more, being God. What's interesting is that they do succeed in killing Jesus, the thing they thought would save their nation, but as history would record in 70 AD, less than 40 years from when this is all going down right here, Rome would destroy the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, and Jews would be scattered everywhere. In other words, their strategy didn't work, and that's something that should humble us. We're not that smart. Our human strategies aren't flawless, and even those of us who are Christians or serving on the boards of Christian organizations need to work hard to get on God's page to the best of our knowledge do things the way he wants them done rather than rely on our own reason and understanding to pull this stuff off because it's going to blow up in our face if we do it our way. Verse 54, Jesus therefore no longer walked openly among the Jews, but he went from there to the region near the wilderness to a town called Ephraim, and there he stayed with his disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think? That he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. So this is the third Passover that John writes about. This is the final Passover that John writes about. This is the Passover during which Jesus will be crucified. That's just right around the corner. And John indicates that these Jewish leaders are at a whole different level of seriousness about arresting and killing Jesus, which they will accomplish all the while playing into the perfect plan of Almighty God. Fascinating, isn't it? We've still got nine chapters of John. Come back for more next time. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 20 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd Annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.